Right now, you're listening to the Azeem Digital Asks podcast, the podcast where I, Azeem, talk to some of the top marketers in the industry, find out everything about them, how they got to where they are today, and more importantly, sharing some really useful marketing tips that will help everybody listening to this become better marketers. Stay tuned for another great episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Azeem Digital Asks podcast. I'm really excited to introduce my guest today, the absolutely incredible Joyanne Boyce. If you don't know who she is, then shame on you for starters, but I'll tell you a little bit about her and then she can give herself an even better introduction. She is the co-founder of the BME Collective, founder of the Social Detail and champion of making inclusive marketing the industry standard. Joanne, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm full on blushing now. I'm just like, oh, thank you. Great introduction. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good, actually. I'm glad to be here. I am very pleased to have you on the show because for the listeners that don't know, I have been very fortunate enough to share a webinar with you recently, courtesy of our friends at Noisy Little Monkey. And Mm. it was an absolute pleasure. Already looking forward to the next one, if it happens, hint, hint. But before we get into that, and before we get into the episode and we learn a little bit about you, I always have a little bit of an icebreaker with my guests. So yours is going to be, if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you choose to be and why? Ooh, now this is going to be very relevant to the times that we're in in 2020, but a cockroach. I I want to survive the apocalypse right now. (laughs) Very, very morbid. Interesting. (laughs) climate change everything that's happening Mm -mm. yeah absolutely i was just going to say at the time of recording it seems like things are getting worse and no doubt when this episode goes out they probably will have but that's a very interesting answer anyway less about that more positive stuff how about you introduce yourself to the listeners more appropriately than i can so yeah as as you mentioned my name is joanne boyce I am the founder of The Social Detail, which is a inclusive marketing agency helping to make marketing diverse and inclusive and helping marketers to understand that the audiences they're targeting are diverse and rich and they can create content which reflects them. So that's kind of everything. Everything I do focus around that. Um, I'm currently on the process of developing a software in the line of that, a little you know sneak preview there as well. Um, and I do a lot of things in Bristol, the city I'm based, to help support black and brown people to get into tech and get into the marketing sector. Awesome. One of the many reasons why I always look forward to hearing from you and spending time with you virtually, of course, because we couldn't be any more distance <laughs> as it happens. So, Joanne, tell me about your beginnings in marketing. When did you realize that you were going to become a marketer and it was the career for you? Ooh, so it kind of happened in procrastination. So after university, I studied psychology. I went traveling as, you know, stereotypical, I'm going to find myself. And then I came back and realized that life (laughs) costs money. So I went into recruitment because that was the answer to everything. Hated recruitment, but what I did enjoy was LinkedIn. And to this day, it's my favorite platform. Um... So I started helping charities on the side while working a full-time recruitment job. 
And I'm like, you know what? I could, I could do this. I could, you know, get into this and do a thing. Um, and that was while I was in London. So after moving back to Bristol, my hometown, I tried to get into marketing thinking, you know, psychology graduate, I've got a degree. They tell you you can do anything once you study psychology. They sell you the world. But I couldn't get an internship. I couldn't get a placement. I couldn't even like work for free in an agency. It just wasn't happening. Um, hindsight, I see there's many reasons for that, but couldn't explain why. And I found the Princess Trust and they were like, well, if you like doing it and you're already helping some charities, why not just start a business? So kind of stumbled into it, to be honest. Interesting. Definitely interesting. So thinking about that, imagine that you could go back to your very first beginnings in the industry. And if you could do that armed with all the knowledge that you've got now, what advice do you think that you would give to yourself? I would probably just tell myself to stick things out a little bit longer. So I would have stayed in recruitment a little bit longer and have it as a side project and build that up, get some experience. Um, still start my own business, but work as a freelancer before going straight into a limited company. I did that too soon because I remember I had a meeting with some lawyers through the Prince's Trust and they were like, if you don't want people to sue you for bad tweets, just be a limited company. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then corporation tax and all the other things. I was like, oh, this shit is hard. Oops, sorry. Can I say bad words? <laughs> you can swear all you want. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll be stick things out a little bit longer. Do like a year. So a year doing it as a side hustle, a year doing it as a freelancer and, you know, getting gigs where, wherever and then start the, the business. So I'd have a little bit more grounding around processes rather than trying to figure out the business side and the marketing side at the same time. Interesting. It's definitely interesting to hear that side of things. Um, certainly as somebody who has not had experience of starting their own business. Can you share with the listeners then some of the things that you've learned throughout your working career? People's expectation of marketing is a lot higher than one, they're willing to pay or invest in it, time or money wise. But also it's the first thing they want to cut, which is also baffling as well. It, it, the two always yeah. battle each other. I'm just like, you want it to achieve all these things for you. But as soon as the budget, you want to chuck it out the window and still expect to achieve all those things. Huh? Um, yeah. The other thing I would say is to, to stay current. Everything, especially in the digital world, is changing. So the, the best thing I have is like, take advantage of all the free training courses. I think I'm always on a course every every like month I'm on a new course because something's changed. Okay, that's definitely interesting. So we'll pick up on that a little bit later. I wanted to ask you about inspirations in the industry. So who would you say has been a big inspiration for you in the industry? So I love to hate him, but I also love the way he, he works. And I did listen to one of his books, Gary Vaynerchuk he frustrates me though because I think he's selling people pipe dreams sometimes and telling people to do a way lot <laughs> not more than's actually achievable and then someone else I was looking up to but recently um I think he sold his company um, allegedly I don't know Steve Bartlett of Social Chain um yeah and then in brand in general and branding Apple and everything that Steve Jobs did 
So a lot of guys, a little bit of Oprah as well. I always ask my clients, especially when I'm doing personal branding, I'm like, who do you want to be? More Oprah or more Steve? Do you want to be behind the scenes or do you want to be the face of the company? Um, Oprah's ethics, works, values, Beyonce's, okay, how many people am I allowed to say? <laughs> as many as you want. It's your episode. Beyonce's work ethic, Gary's Vaynerchuk's team, Steve Bartlett's deep thinking about social media and Steve from Apple. Oh, I forgot his last name. Steve from Apple's like branding ethics. <laughs> Interesting. So as you were saying that, I'm trying to visualize putting everybody together and then creating the inspirational marketer that you've just described there. <laughs> but they, they would be doing everything. <laughs> and you would just sit back and relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the social detail and what the biggest challenges you've got with it right now and how you're overcoming them. One of the biggest challenges I have with it right now, I would say, is kind of realizing that I can't make it a separate business to my passion and embracing that. A lot of the things you see, especially when you're looking at bigger marketing agencies and bigger marketing, they kind of try to be this faceless thing they don't really have opinions they're just there to make their clients content and their clients work great and I tried that and it just wasn't aligning with me like I have very strong values I have very strong ethics and also in the team and the people that I attract to work for me and work with me they align with those values and those ethics so it's realizing that I was trying to battle something and trying to create a company that I wasn't here for and then realize no it's one of the same so aligning all of that has been difficult um the other thing mainly working with social marketing is switching off is one of the hardest things and not just for myself for my team as well I had um one of our account managers message me at freaking what was it it was like 10 p.m and she was asking me about an Instagram thing she created I'm just like why are you doing this now First of all, I pay you to work during the day, not not at 10 p.m. at night. And why are you stressing about how something looks that you can create at any time? She's like, no, but I really want to get it done for tomorrow. And da, da, da. So then we had to have a whole thing about, you know, valuing our own time and how, yes, we work in social and socials 24 hours, but that's not how it has to be for us. So those are two things, boundaries and um, aligning values. Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement with the latter part of what you've said there about respecting time. Uh, certainly more so now with everything that's going on in relation to COVID. So we'll briefly touch on COVID. How did that impact your business and how did you respond to it? Hmm. It impacted me by every speaking event I had in person got cancelled one after the other. Um, and a lot of that because it was like social media training courses and all these things was how I lined up pipeline for the business. The other aspect is half of my clients just stopped all their comms and all their communications, which was valid. One of my clients completely, their business completely shut down. So it was a weird one for me because one side of the business, the strategy the building social that side of things was busier than ever people wanted courses they wanted to learn how to do it themselves because everything was going online but the other side managing people's accounts for them was hitting an all-time low because 
people didn't see the value in the investment valid for the person whose business completely shut down it was like okay fair enough but the other clients they were just like oh no we can do it ourselves I'm like but you haven't put anything in place you you, you I don't even know if you know the passwords to your accounts like what what are you going to do yourself so it, it made things change quickly but I feel that working in social I was prepared for it it wasn't it wasn't weird to have a whole new account or a different account one week to another week because when you're working with like Instagram or Facebook platforms one week the way you're recording analytics is fine and next week they're like no we're not going to do that anymore you have to change all your data so that's how it impacted the business but now coming out of COVID round one and going into round two I I feel ready good good very good to hear you touched briefly earlier on about being on courses and how you are continuing to learn do you want to share a little bit more with the listeners about how you're doing that and how you are learning to stay on top or in line with everything that's going on in the industry right now so i i am a hubspot stan i don't condone the the prices they charge (laughs) (laughs) but the courses that hubspot has is top notch and you can go at your own pace and they're always updating it like they even had a course recently around machine learning and ai when it comes to marketing so i recommend anyone especially if you're even starting sign up to the hubspot academy and it's free as well the other areas that i take kind of courses are are more so business related so kind of development scaling the agency and one of the things in marketing and in social, a lot of the things we can learn is a lot of trial and error. But something I admitted to myself recently is that you still have to, even with something that's tested based, like Facebook ads, you still need to invest. So I recently took a Facebook ads advanced course. And that was fascinating. It's a 10 week course going over all the kind of basic analytics. So the first five weeks, I kind of skipped all of those classes. But the last five weeks where it was actually <laughs> setting up and and training your catalog and all those things, the things that I did, but I wasn't sure if I was doing it right, which is hard in social media and marketing because what is right? Um, it helps me like, okay, no, that that was a logical decision. Yep, that was a good target audience to create. And it helped me align those things up. Other courses I highly recommend in terms of inclusive marketing, the Salesforce has a very, very light introductory around the concept of inclusive marketing, which is good considering it's coming from Salesforce as well. They're not really known for that stuff. Um, yeah. And then Facebook Blueprint is another good dry as hell. And it will probably make you bleed blood <laughs> to try and complete the Facebook Blueprint exams. <laughs> But it's It's a good resource. It's so long. So long. And there's no videos. It's just all text. (laughs) Yeah, I too have suffered that. Interesting though. Some definitely interesting courses, which I think the listeners will enjoy picking up and taking up on. So a lot of positives that we've touched on there, Joy Allen. Let's briefly touch on some negatives. So I wanted to ask you that in the last 12 months, what do you think has been the biggest failure for you? And why do you think that it happened? It's partly like, which one was the biggest one? And which one am I okay with sharing? 
Because <laughs> they still sting a little bit. One that's um, kind of business marketing related. I pitched myself too low for um, a brief and I found out after and I was just like, oh, okay. And that's the reason I didn't get it. So that was a kind of, so it wasn't the quality of my work. It was the price of it kind of baffled me. Um, another one was with a client we had prepped, we over prepped which normally is a good thing. It helps you stay ahead, especially with like Instagram scheduling and all that stuff. But yeah, there, we didn't clarify the vision the client had and the vision we had for the content. So created the content, we set it all up, we was ready to roll, ready to go out. And the client was like, no, all of everything you've done is not what we spoke about. And it just hit me in my gut because it was just like... Ooh. I still have to pay everyone for this time. I still have to go over and then we have to redo all of it. And it was, it's not that I don't check in with clients and stuff like that, but I was so sure, you know, when you're sure on a concept and you're sure on the plan and you feel like everyone's speaking the same language and they're like, nope. Yeah. Wasn't it? That must've been tough. <sighs> it's still, that's what it's, <laughs> that one still stings. It still, it still comes back a little bit. Okay, let's switch to positives then. Tell me, obviously, with confidentiality in mind, and the listeners, of course, some of the things that you're working on right now. Ooh. So, one of the things I'm working on right now internally is um, looking to build a software which could identify bias in marketing content. So, that's kind of the biggest project and doing a lot of research, data, analytics stuff. So, hopefully, you know, come 20, I'm not counting 2020 as a year, come 2022, (laughs) that should be doing things. Um, Project-wise, we're working on some really interesting stuff for Black History Month, which is, as a word, recording coming up. And, yeah, just, uh, it's hard to not, say the other bits out because the title gives away what they are yeah you can keep them a secret then it's fine no pressure but if you want to give the podcast an exclusive i will take it (laughs) (laughs) well an exclusive and also holding me accountable i shall be launching my own podcast um around inclusive marketing i i I hesitated saying the rest of that then i was like snap now i have to do it (laughs) (laughs) you've put it out there now well best of luck with it i don't think there's anybody better to do that than you which leads me very nicely nice little segue you should be excited i'm excited to hear it already very nicely segues into my next question um which is that if you were able to ask yourself a question i have not asked you already on this podcast what would it be what would it be See, this is where my brain goes, ooh, the best campaign I've seen recently. So Yeah, talk about it. Your episode. <laughs> um <laughs> the so it wasn't necessarily a campaign, but it was just a change of marketing copy. And I think I spoke about it recently on, on the panel we were on, where it was super drug. And they changed the copy on their um in-store branded tampons. That was literally just like marketing to people who have periods 
And I was just like, oh, yes, this is the direction. Because they didn't change the whole thing. They're not saying, you know, yes, these tampons are going to be for every single human on earth. And we're fairly going to represent every human. And even men could use these tampons. They were like, no, people who have periods. And that is that is it. That's yeah. who you're, you're targeting. You're still doing some things around the coloring that they're using. I think it was like a lilac, which I'm just like, eh, it's not pink, which is good. Um, but that was something I really enjoyed. Yeah. Not not a campaign, but recently Twitter's algorithm cropping has been exposed, and there's bias in yeah. that. And that's been a nice little experiment to see. I even did my own experiment and a blog coming out on that soon. So, yeah. Nice. Well, good stuff. By the time this episode goes out, the blog post may well be written. So I will definitely link to that in the show notes. I did see uh, Twitter's bias algorithm get exposed. I think there was a very widely shared post, um, including Barack Obama, Mm -hmm. which sadly there were people in the replies you'll always get idiots but there were people in the replies like this is why this is happening look at this this and then the entire larger thread spanned several mini threads in which all of those claims that people had were immediately debunked and i think twitter themselves came out with a statement about it which is good glad that it's now been put out but their statement was a little bit suspect in itself. They're like, yep, yeah, we tested for bias before we launched the product. And I'm just like, so you didn't continue testing? You just you just put it out. Mm. You just chucked it into the world and be like, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> huh? It's one of those things that for me personally, I, I have to laugh at. Otherwise, I'll just find myself getting really angry about it. And it's not the one for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can always come over to conspiracy theory side. Yeah, I'll end up in some kind of rabbit hole, which I won't be able to get out of. So I'm going to stay firmly over this side for now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sadly, Joanne, we are nearly coming to the end of this episode, which is a shame. I really enjoy talking to you. If you could share one quickfire marketing tip with the listeners that would help them to do their jobs better, what would it be? Okay, in a social aspect, make evergreen content your friend. So... That quick tip would be if you're managing the social media alongside doing general marketing and you're doing all these other things throughout your day, create a bookmark area where you just have a bunch of tabs that are evergreen. So things that are not going to expire that you can dip into every now and again. It's one thing I realized when I talk to marketers who do full 360 marketing for any kind of companies or brands, sometimes when it comes to social, they're, they're hunting for content for it especially if it's um, not their own content they're creating. So having a a bank of evergreen content, stuff you know that's never going to go out of fashion, like this marketing podcast, for example, that you can post anytime and keeping that ready to go. Awesome. That's a great tip, which I'm sure will resonate with the listeners for sure. Last one from me then. I wanted to find out a little bit more about you and how you get into maximum productivity zone if you do listen to music what is your go-to song artist playlist what is in your ears when you need to get to maximum productivity lo-fi hip-hop brazilian on youtube very specific you'll have to send me the link so i can add it into the show notes i will it is just a vibe and because i don't understand portuguese i want to but my brain is not focusing on the words 
so I'm just able to enjoy it and flow. Very nice. I am immediately going to check that out right after this podcast. So thank you very much for sharing. (laughs) Joanne, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy day to join me. Just before you go, do you want to share with the listeners where people can find out more about you, about your business and get in touch and connect with you? So you can find me everywhere on socials at Joanne Boyce. That's J-O-Y-A-N-N-B-O-Y-C-E. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. I was about to say Facebook, but no, I, I'm, I'm going to use Facebook for work. Um, you can find the business <laughs> at The Social Detail on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as well, and LinkedIn. And if you ever want to get in touch, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to talk inclusive marketing and any kind of tips and recommendations to help businesses reach their diverse audiences. And you can reach us on info at thesocialdetail.com. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that. And you'll see if you've heard previous episodes. I don't do this for other guests, but I think you should immediately follow Joanne on Twitter if you don't already, because she shares unbelievable things which will definitely make you think critically about marketing and it will help you become a better marketer and overall she is a great person if I may say so myself so once again thank you very much for joining me on the podcast Joanne I will let you have the last word on this episode take it away marketers have power so make sure you use that power for good So that was another great episode in the bag. I'm really enjoying hearing from some brilliant people in this industry. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow me on Spotify. Please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you are using. Tell a friend to tell a friend and hopefully see you for the next episode.